This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 390, The Big Wins Manifesto, part two, by Ramit Sethi of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. And I am Dan, the guy who narrates some of the best blogs that cover personal finance, investing, and more in layman's terms, and it's all in an effort to optimize your financial life. We also want to hear from you. We want to hear what you like, what's working for you, what you'd like to see in the future, maybe some uh, potential guests or topics that we could uh, cover here on the show. You can share those with us over at oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com. And before we hear today's article, a big thanks to Health IQ for sponsoring today's episode. Health IQ is using science and data to secure special rates on life insurance for health-conscious people. You can learn more and get a free quote at healthiq.com finance. Again, that's healthiq.com finance. And today's post is a continuation. I broke it up into two because it's a little bit on the longer side. So I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first if you haven't already done that. But if you have, let's get right to part two as we optimize your life. The Big Wins Manifesto, part two by Ramit Sadie of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. Big wins, a key difference between IWT and other expert advice. There are a few big wins in life where if you simply get them right, you almost never have to worry about the small things. If you can focus on the five to 10 big wins rather than 50 little things, you can have an insurmountable edge in life. The I will teach you to be rich philosophy has always been to focus on the long term and to focus on big wins that matter. If you start investing early, pick a sensible asset allocation with low cost funds, save for big events in the next 10 years, wedding, down payment on a house, kids, vacations, Focus on having great credit and cut costs mercilessly on the things you don't care about. Do these things and you'll be ahead of 99% of other people. Here are several examples of typical advice you'll read in magazines, newspapers, and blogs contrasted with my teachings that I've tested with over 1 million students. They say, keep a budget. How can you cut your spending if you don't know where your money is going? I say, nice in theory, but it almost never works. Nobody wants to keep a budget. It makes people feel bad about themselves. And if you study people who pick up personal finance books only to find the first chapter saying, let's create a budget, you'll predictably see those people shut the book and put it right back on the shelf. Ironically, experts who recommend that others keep a budget rarely keep one themselves. Had they tested this worthless advice with even 10 people, they would see that 10 out of 10 would fail to maintain a budget past two months, a laughably terrible result. Their natural exhortation, should they ever decide to test their terrible lifelong advice? These people should try harder. Sigh. They say, no, you can't buy those jeans. No, you can't afford those shoes. No, you can't take that trip. No, no, no. I say, who wants to be told what you can't do with your money? For too long, money experts have been telling us all the things we're not allowed to do instead of telling us what we can do. Guess what? I want to live a rich life. I want to buy nice things. I want to travel to Vegas or San Francisco or LA to visit my friends and go out. I want to buy a round of drinks for my friends or send a nice gift to my family. So if you want to buy $300 jeans or a $1,000 weekend in Vegas, great. Instead of judging you and making you feel guilty, I'll show you how to do it, how to live a rich life by spending extravagantly on the things you love as long as you cut costs mercilessly on the things you don't just like my friend who spends $21,000 a year going out. They say, stop spending on X, Y, and Z. Oh, you want to know about earning more? Crickets. I say, 
There's a reason why most personal finance experts write about cutting back and constant frugality, yet they don't write about earning more. They don't know how. Now, cutting back relentlessly on the things you don't love is an important part of living a rich life, but earning more is at least as important. It's why I've raised my hourly rate from $20 an hour to $3,000 an hour in a few years. It's why I've taught thousands of students how to earn thousands of dollars a month on the side via one of my flagship courses, Earn 1K. There's a limit to how much you can save, but not to how much you can earn. You can't outfrugal your way to being rich. They say, you should search around for the right accounts. You should call banks and try to bargain and be sure to negotiate your salary sometime. I say, you already know what you should do, yet few of us do it. Instead, I provide the exact word-for-word scripts, phone numbers, and exact accounts I use so you don't have to think. You can simply open the right accounts, negotiate your salary, automate your money, and get on with your life. They say, do this, do that, not that. I say, read virtually any money or career advice and you'll see a laundry list of tactics. The funniest examples are, one, where books or columns try to teach you about the difference between corporate and municipal bonds. Who cares? What person ever woke up in the morning and said, yeah, I really need to learn the difference between stocks and fixed income strategies. And two, raw lists of ideas of so-called businesses you could start on the side. Plumber, freelance writer, freelance nurse, freelance nanny, freelance cardiothoracic surgeon. Are you seriously kidding me? As if people simply need a list of ideas? Yeah, that's what's holding me back. Ah, what a great idea. Now that I see this two-word idea, I know exactly how to turn that into side income, including marketing, positioning, targeting, referral strategies, pricing, and lead generation and qualification. These are all tactics that assume people need to be educated, a belief that's so deeply held, it's become an invisible script. Ah, if we just educate these poor people and show them a compound interest chart, they'll wake up from their spending stupor and realize the critical importance of financial management. Wrong, wrong, wrong. As Clotaire Rapai wrote in his terrific book, The Culture Code, quote, years ago, Tufts University invited me to lecture during a symposium on obesity. Lecturer after lecturer offered solutions for America's obesity problem, all of which revolved around education. Americans would be thinner if only they knew about good nutrition and the benefits of exercise, they told us. Slimming down the entire country was possible through an aggressive public awareness campaign. When it was my turn to speak, I couldn't help beginning with an observation. I said, I think it's fascinating that the other speakers today have suggested that education is the answer to our country's obesity problem. I slowly gestured around the room. If education is the answer, then why hasn't it helped more of you? There were audible gasps in the auditorium when I said this, quite a few snickers and five times as many sneers. Unsurprisingly, Tufts never invited me to lecture again. End quote. We already know we need to exercise more, eat healthier, control our spending, and maintain our relationships better. So why don't we? That nexus, the difference between what we claim and what we actually do, is where I've spent 10 plus years studying from a psychological and persuasive basis. Short answer, when it comes to changing human behavior, education alone is not enough. Seven big wins. If you simply get these big wins right, you'll almost never need to worry about minutia like, can I afford this appetizer? Or should I spend $2.50 on this mocha? The beautiful part about big wins is you do the work up front and they pay rewards for the rest of your life. For example, one $5,000 salary negotiation in your 20s can be worth over $1 million over your lifetime. How many lattes is that worth? Next time you hear the same old tired advice of keeping a budget or cutting back on $2 lattes, ask yourself, 
Has that really worked for the millions of people who've tried it? Are they really not trying hard enough? Or is there perhaps a systemic problem urging people to waste their limited cognition on near meaningless tasks with little reward? And should we instead focus them on high leverage areas that will result in massive payoffs? Put another way, how can we focus on using big wins so we can have an edge in life and get on with doing the things we truly love? That's my philosophy at IWT, one I've shared with millions of readers. I cover the exact action steps in my New York Times bestselling book, Automating Finances, my Earn 1K course, Earning Money on the Side, my Find Your Dream Job course, plus all over this site for the last eight plus years. I hope it helps you too. You just listened to part two of the post titled The Big Wins Manifesto by Ramit Sethi of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. And again, I want to thank Health IQ for sponsoring today's episode. If you work out or exercise frequently, then you deserve lower rates on life insurance, and hey, that would be a big win for your finances. But in general, that's not how life insurance companies work. They tend to penalize you for your family history, BMI, and other attributes, yet you don't get rewarded for being active and health conscious, and that is where Health IQ comes in. They're different in that they will reward you with special rates on life insurance. Health IQ uses science and data to secure special rates on life insurance for health-conscious people, including cyclists, runners, strength trainers, vegans, and more. You can get more info and a free quote using our link. Check them out at healthiq.com finance. That's healthiq.com finance. And that'll do it for today and another week here on Optimal Finance Daily. Thanks as always for being here and uh, listening to each show and for sharing the show with others. Have yourselves a great weekend, everybody, and I will see you right back here on Monday where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Finance Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.